You are listening to You, Me, and an Album, episode 128. I'm Al Melchior. You know, when you listen to certain things, it's like maybe you start thinking about certain colors or certain like things that you're associating with the sounds. And for me, when I'm hearing this, like I just got flooded with like tons of visual imagery that like I feel like I was even creating in my own head. Um, <laughs> and that uh, I really like when that happens to me. That means it's kind of like really working uh, a certain part of my brain. That was Megan Minor talking about Naomi Punk's 2014 album, Television Man. Megan is a vocalist and bassist for the Western Massachusetts-based band Longings, and she's also an artist and graphic designer. Longings' second album, Dreams in Red, was released in July on Don Giovanni Records. Megan, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me here. Uh, I I think you're just a, a little bit down the road for me, actually. So, uh, but we're still having a virtual uh, meeting, and I appreciate you taking the time out uh, for it. And welcome to you, me, and an album. Awesome! Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my my pleasure. And uh, this is audio only, so I'm bringing up something that that people will be, you know, none the the wiser. But my my background here is very dark. Uh, but it's I, I think, like I said, I don't think you're you're far away. I'm also in Western Mass. And it's just really dark out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, it's good good to be indoors and uh, not not po- podcasting out with the mosquitoes. So uh, hopefully it's not not too bad where you are. Yeah, it's definitely been um, yeah super you know rainy day today. Yeah, the mosquitoes are in full force after all the <laughs> rain we've had this summer. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting time. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've only been in the area for a few years, so I'm still getting used to uh, when when tick season uh, merges into uh, merges into mosquito season here. But enough about the bugs. We're here to talk about uh, Naomi <laughs> Punk, and we'll also we'll talk about uh, the new Longings album a little bit later on. And uh, I, I'm just going to start right off with something about this Naomi Punk album, Television Man. Uh, and it's a question I, I don't know that I've ever asked on any of the previous 127 episodes, but is this an album that you've introduced to a lot of other people? And there's a reason why I'm asking this, but I'm just curious about the answer. Um, that's a really interesting question. Um, I've definitely talked about this record with other people, um, but I don't know if I've actually introduced anyone to it. Okay. Um, I, yeah, it's one of those, that's a really, that is a very interesting question. Um, I feel like it's a record that I really like, um, that I've definitely discussed, um, with my partner, with friends, um, and discussed with other local musicians. Um, cause this band has also over the years has played a couple of shows in this area. Um, so there are quite a few local musicians who are familiar with them as well. Um, but yeah, but I don't know if I've officially introduced um, anyone to this album, except uh, maybe you might be the first person <laughs> that I've officially introduced this to. <laughs> well, I, I think you, you actually framed it better. Uh, you framed it the right way, uh, which is how many people have you talked to about this album? Yeah. Cause I'm making the assumption that people are like me and they're, they're catching up on all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, you're in the a musician community and uh, people already know about Naomi punk, but yeah, I, I was curious about how much discussed this album is uh, with, with you and your, your circle, because it's one of the oddest albums that somebody's brought to the show. And I, I had to think, and yet you're nodding. Yes. So I had to think that was, <laughs> 
part of the reason that you chose it. So, so I will ask the question that I do ask every week, which is why, in fact, did you choose this album? Sure. Um, so funnily enough, when you um, sent the invite for the podcast and it had to do, you know, like part of the whole thing is to choose a record um, to discuss on the show. Um, instantly, I thought of this record, which is really interesting because it's not my favorite record ever. It's not a record that I think people even really talk about a lot, at least now. Um, but for some reason, when thinking about discussing an album, um, I've listened to this record a ton um, since it came out. And I love it. And I love it for very interesting reasons. And I kind of just went with my gut feeling for like, what record should I talk about this? Like, obviously, like, it could be interesting to discuss my favorite Cure record or my favorite, like, I don't know, like, uh, my favorite hardcore record or my favorite punk record. But like, but I... I just thought it could be kind of fun to discuss something like this record where it's a record that I was pretty blown away by when I heard it. Um, and I got to see the band live and I just think they're a really interesting, weird band that I don't hear a lot about. So that was kind of the, the driving force for wanting to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, in this case, I, I kind of thought I would know the answer before I asked the question, but um, just because of the reaction I had to it, like I said, it was, it's a, to, to me, it's a, it's a very odd album. And just to kind of put it in the perspective of this versus other experiences I've had on this podcast and, and maybe just in music listening in general, long time ago, relative to this podcast, I mean, I've only been doing it a few years, but maybe yeah, a year and a half ago or so, um, Glenn Phillips from Toad the Wet Sprocket was on the show, and he chose Dirty Projectors, uh, Lamplit Pro, or yeah, Lamplit Pros. And I didn't know pr Dirty Projectors at all at that point. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was the weirdest album, and I hated it the first two times I listened to it. But then, <laughs> like, something clicked, and I loved it, and I still love it, and I listen to it still. Uh, and this makes that experience just seem like... I don't know. That just seemed like like a run-of-the-mill pop album compared to this one. Okay. It was such an adjustment for me to just even figure out what was what was going on. I figured, I don't know, it was a very I guess what I'm trying to say is it was, it was a very unique listening experience for me. And I assume it must be for a lot of other people too. So I, I can't say after, you know, listening to it a few times that I love this album, but okay. it's interest. It's so interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. So nice. in fact, I'll, I, 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 my wife asked me as she often does before I start the, um, these episodes, she said, did you like the album? And I said, I think what I'm going to say is it's like eating kale for me. Because whenever we we like have something with kale, I'm always like, oh, I'm not going to like it. But that's like, mm -hmm. oh, this is actually really good. And that was kind of my experience. <laughs> like every time I would restart the album, it's like, oh, I'm going to listen to this. But then I find myself okay. really getting into it. So anyhow. Nice. nice. Yeah. yeah, that was one thing I was curious about in sharing this album is I was curious if you would like it or, you know, um, not having listened to a ton of your podcast before, like 
I was also curious how many albums you end up liking that people share with you versus not. Um, I find this album to be really uh, like inspiring, at least for me personally. Um, and when I heard it, it kind of like, um, it kind of gave me this like, uh, it kind of interrupted what I was doing in such an amazing way that it's always kind of stuck with me. So um, yeah. <laughs> very so very I'm cool excited uh, more about it <laughs> yeah so well uh yeah i want to you know obviously dig into a little bit of the details um so yeah you, you you talked about how much you love this album and you still listen to it so what yeah what is it about this album that made it an obvious album for you to talk about yeah um i think what i um immediately was drawn to um, cause this was the first record that I heard by this band. They have a, a few other records as well. Um, but this was the first one I heard and the way the first track starts on the record, um, it just kind of like really, it just really starts and it starts with this kind of energy, um, and a kind of, uh, <sighs> almost kind of like a um a really kind of just uh explosive beginning um that immediately kind of drew me into it You know, you like albums for so many different reasons. And I think this one, the first song on the record might, I was trying to think about this, it might be my favorite. Um, but I also really like the album as a unit, like as an entire piece. Mm -hmm. um, but I really feel like that first track on the record, it just like, it's just there. Like it's just happening. It starts right away. Um, it gets you, I think, into their... Um, into like a real uh like feeling or atmosphere um immediately which i was definitely super drawn to um yeah i might be going way off track <laughs> at the moment but uh but yeah but i i i feel a real um like when i listen to it i just feel uh just very um excited by what's happening okay well and yeah the first track is a great place to start and i, I want to mentioned just a couple of things about it too. First of all, it's called Firehose Face and I love <laughs> the song titles on this album. Uh, yeah. So I'll just, you know, pick a few. I mean, there's a title track, Television Man, but Plastic World number six, 11 mm -hmm. inches. There's both Eon of Pain and Whirlpool of Anguish. Uh, <laughs> Linoleum Trist number 19, Rodeo Trash Pit. I mean, the the, the song titles themselves are, are awesome. Uh, but also that it is a, a real opening statement fire hose face. And so it had, like you said, it's, you know, sonically it, it, it tells you right away what this album is about. It's very, and I, I know in the reading I did about the, the band and the album, I saw this adjective used, but it's perfect. It's sludgy. Like it's the, whatever the right. opposite of clean is, is, is what this album is. And yet, mm -hmm especially after listening to it once or twice, like down in the muck in the sludge, there's, there's melody, you know? And so that to me is what's so fascinating about it. 
Yeah, I agree completely. Um, it's like, it's, it's interesting because it's, um, I feel like it's really kind of angular. Um, I know there was an interview, um, where the, um, the singer who also plays guitar, um, described it, I believe as like shards and weird fragments, um, which I think is a really interesting description. Um, it's kind of like uh, one of my favorite bands of all time is Wire. And Wire has a lot of really kind of like angular, like, you know, just like a lot of down picking, a lot of like, um, just like, as far as the guitar goes, kind of like jarring parts that kind of like all go together um, for some of the albums um, that they've done over the years. And I, while I don't think this band sounds like Wire completely, I do kind of feel a similar way about them that I do about Wire um, as far as being interested in these kind of like um, uh, just weirdly constructed songs that I feel like all work really well together, um, at least on this record. They get a lot weirder um, with their next record, and the record previous to this one is more similar to what this one is. Okay, yeah. Um, and I just a little bit earlier today, I watched a KEXP performance by uh, oh, nice, Punch. Nice. Punk. Yeah. And it really it was cool. I'm so glad that I took the time to do that. Uh, but they talked about this album versus the first album and how they felt like the big difference was that they they learned how to record things better. But I didn't listen to either of the other two yeah. albums, so I, I can't yeah. judge that for myself. But I'm, I'm really glad that I watched that because to get back to something you said just a little while ago that you had seen this band live. And I I was kind of expecting something very hard to relate to and kind of unsettling because that's sort of what the music is for me. And I was really surprised to find that. Um, and I mean, it's really the, the, you know, the front man, the, the singer and, and guitarist, uh, Travis Coster or Coaster. I'm not sure how he pronounces it. Um, I'm not sure. Either. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, he was funny, you know, he was like kind of laid back and, and, and had a sense of humor and it, it was like, the interview was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, so, and the performance was really, really good too. Um, but yeah, I just find it so hard to put into words first to, to kind of hand this off to the next person who doesn't know Naomi Punk and, and like kind of tell them what to expect because, you know, you alluded to it that it's there, it's different elements that maybe seem like they shouldn't work together. But it's like, I'm just going to say it's an ugly, ugly sound. And it, it took me some getting used to. It. It's really ugly, but like there's so much cool stuff. Like, like I said, there's melody and there's weird time signatures and there's this alternation of space with like really have like just heavy, you know, heavy sounds. I know, like I said, I, I wish I had better vocabulary, but I, I'm fa I'm just fascinated by how all those things are in the same songs and and they work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I really think that uh, it's interesting you mentioned the use of space um, in their songs because I think that's definitely one of the things I'm really attracted to in the songs is kind of just like um, the 
there, it's it's interesting. It's like the sound isn't clean, but there is enough space where like, you know, there's a lot happening, but there's also breathing room. And I really like um, like one of the instrumentals, uh, Plastic World Number no. Six, that happens on the record. Like, I really like how they're also incorporating almost like a, if you want to call it an interlude, um, that happens like a couple of times on the record. It kind of like helps with that consistency of the um of the sound moving through the whole album. And I yeah. at least for me helps keep me super interested in what's happening. Um in a way that like I think is super creative and like very um like unique. Like that's another thing I feel like they are is I feel like they're a very innovative and unique band, um, which I find very refreshing especially in this like pool of there's just so many bands and so many styles and so many genres and um and i just yeah i found something immediately um exciting about this particular band when i first heard it all right well i want to pick up on a couple of things that you've you've mentioned or alluded to uh and so one is the kind of the sequencing of the album and right at the outset you said you you like kind of the whole package of it and i i want to get back to that but i also i i felt like yeah i i put it out there saying like i feel like this is a really ugly sounding album but i want (laughs) to i want to know for you because i'm not getting that that perception from you like is is this sound something that you that you really vibe with because for me it was definitely a, a struggle uh okay. but I mean, is, is this yeah. kind of more like home home base for you like you hear these you know this uh sonic concoction and you're just like hell yeah this is this is it i mean definitely um uh it's interesting like i i listen to a, a really wide variety of music um but i definitely like uh it's interesting that you would call like I would almost call this like maybe uh, a little bit more audible and cleaner than some stuff that I listen to, which is a lot more muddied and distorted. Um, And uh, it's interesting to hear that feedback about it um, because I feel like, yeah, everyone always has a different experience listening to something, which is part of the fun. Um, And I think that, uh, this is something I'm sonically like very uh, interested in and attracted to. And I love stuff like this that uh, kind of, I just feel like it has such personality and it has, um, yeah, kind of going back with that, like interruption um, and kind of feeling like it's uh, urgency. That's what I wanted to mention is when I first heard it, I felt like, it like I don't know if I felt like the band really wanted me to hear it or if I felt like there was something that compelled me to listen to the whole thing. Um, it it just really has like a sound that personally drew me in immediately. Um, and I just felt like like 
it was one of those albums where I listened to the whole thing start to finish. I didn't stop in between. I didn't want to, you know, if this was on a cassette, I wouldn't want to fast forward a track like, oh, this one's like, <laughs> this one's the one I don't want, you know, I don't want to hear. Um, and that doesn't always happen. So I knew immediately that I liked the record um, because of that. And also just, uh, I feel like it's also a really uh, visual record. Um where it kind of reminds me of certain environments. Um, it reminds me of, uh, I feel like it just has such an encompassing feeling about it that um, I was almost instantly attracted to those aspects before I even really knew what the full sound was going to be like. So what are some of the, the visualizations that the album brings up for you? Um. That's a good question. I feel like for me, um, uh, in describing something as being like a very visual record, it just like, and maybe this is also by being an artist, um, if, you know, when you listen to certain things, it's like, maybe you start thinking about certain colors or certain like things that you're associating with the sounds. And mm -hmm. for me, when I'm hearing this, like, I just got flooded with like tons of visual imagery that like, I feel like I was even creating in my own head. Um, <laughs> and that uh, I really like when that happens to me, that means it's kind of like really working uh, a certain part of my brain um, and really working the part of the brain that uh, uh, maybe the creative part of the brain, mm -hmm. <laughs> I assume. Um, but also, yeah, I just feel like it, uh, yeah, and it's a really good, uh, along with visuals, it's a really good driving record. Um, I often put it on if I have a long drive somewhere and there's something about like staring out the windows, like, you know, while you're listening to this, I just like, I don't know if I'm like connecting with the trees I'm seeing, I'm connecting with like the chaos of the road. Um, I just, I, I do feel like I have like a, a real visual, uh, uh, thing that happens when I listen to it, um, which doesn't always happen with certain things. Um, and it, it changes definitely depending on what you're listening to for sure. Well, I've got to try that with listening in the car. I, I do that. I don't know if I've ever not done that with an album on the show. Mm. Uh, it's usually the first couple listens, but I think what happened was I, I listened to the first couple of tracks, uh, just sitting down at home. And I was, and I just had this feeling like, it's like, I can't listen to this in the car. Uh, like this oh, is just kind of too much, you know, too much to take <laughs> in. And I never got around to it. So, because it's usually the, mm -hmm. one of the first things I do in preparing for the show. So I skipped that stuff. I need to go back to it. Cause yeah, that's probably, probably really intense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have a specific memory. Um, and this might be also because I was just recently playing a show in New York with a different band that I'm in. And um, I was reminded when I was thinking about how I was going to be discussing this record on this show, um, I was reminded of driving in parts of New York while listening to the Naomi punk record and, you know, driving past, you know, like you see like Manhattan in the distance and like, um, you know, kind of just like stuff like on the tops of the buildings in Brooklyn and like, you know, like all of the structures and the architecture and like everything going on and tons of cars. And like, um, so now I feel like I kind of, uh, 
you know, how you kind of associate albums sometimes with places that you've heard them. Yes. Um, I definitely like think that uh, happened for me with that record too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. And yeah, I've uh, driven you know back and forth to New York, New Jersey uh, a, a bunch lately. And um, yeah, very different. For, for whatever reason, I gravitate towards uh, Mary Timoney and it doesn't matter like X hex oh, cool. solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh like any road trip has to include at least one, one of her albums. So, but obviously a very different choice than uh, Naomi Punk. (laughs) (laughs) But a good choice. I was a a big um, Helium fan. Um, I mean, I still like Helium, but I got into Helium in high school. So yeah. Okay. Of Mary Timoney. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. I want to, I do when I want to get back, because I think it, it kind of segues in with what you were talking about before um, with the appeal of the album to you and the, the different types of, of sounds and talk about the sequencing and kind of the album as a start to finish experience, because I, you know, I put this in, in my notes, like the first couple of tracks, we've talked about fire hose face and then song factory is the second track. And they're both just very kind of sour uh, sounding. And yeah, you know, I'll use that word again, sludgy, but then the third track is television man. And the, the very beginning of it, I mean, not so much as you get into the song, but the very beginning of it, it's so distinctly different. It's clean. And the first thing I thought of was Echo and the Bunnymen. <laughs> you know, and then, then it gets into something that doesn't sound like Echo and the Bunnymen at all. that first impression that it made on me was like, I actually sort of checked to make sure, like, did I accidentally switch off of this album? Am I streaming, you know, something else (laughs) instead? It's really different. And then after that is the track you mentioned, which I really like plastic world number six, which is a Mm -hmm. a short little instrumental. And again, sonically something really different, but then you, you go back to the kind of the, the sludgy soup and, and, you know, but like you said, there's these interludes and changes in mood and, and, and the sonic palette and all that. So I thought that was pretty cool, but uh, is that part of what you were thinking of when you were talking about the 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 start to finish experience of the the album? Yeah, definitely. Um, I really like how, yeah, I guess how they kind of like wove, woven, wove all the songs together. Um, it makes me wonder, like, it would be really interesting to hear them talk about like their idea on how they decide to sequence the songs on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wonder if they spent a lot of time on it or if they like, you know, played the songs kind of in order of how they wrote them. Like I've never read anything about that kind of a thing. Um, I'd be curious to know more about that. Um, Cause I always find it interesting to know why certain artists. Um, yeah. Like decide they want this song after this song after this song and were the interludes like an original idea um or were they added later um yeah there's just or, or i don't even know if i should call them interludes because i think they are songs on the record um but they do feel like transitions um yeah so i think yeah i think that is definitely like pretty interesting about the album um i like the way each song flows into the next song and definitely like we were saying before, like 
I definitely feel like it makes it feel more like a unit and not necessarily like a concept album, although maybe it is. But I think that it's more just like it works as like a whole piece, um, which I really like. Now, it's funny that you you talked about, you know, whether or not it's a concept album, because like I said, I watched that uh, live performance and interview and, and Travis Coster made a comment about the way it was recorded and saying that different parts were recorded at different places. Like the drums were recorded one place and the guitars in another mm. place. And he said, but not like it was a concept album. So he was, he like made a point of saying <laughs> it's not a concept album. Okay. And yeah. The way it was recorded, you know, it was just kind of just how it, how it fell into place. Uh, so that's kind of funny, but yet I, I, I can maybe see why he went to the trouble to make that distinction. Cause you're right. It's like, it does. I, I can't make out any of the lyrics, so I don't know if that's your experience or okay. not. I cannot make out any of the lyrics. I don't know what the songs are about. I don't mm-hmm. know if there is a a narrative flow, but definitely musically, it it does feel like a like a journey. And um, the the last track feels feels like a closer. Um, Rodeo Trash mm-hmm. Pit, like that's kind of like everything we've talked about. You know, weird time signatures and different sounds and kind of alternating between different kinds of sounds. It's like, it's all there in an, in an eight minute track. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, I feel like, yeah, again, like, so it makes sense to me that, uh, that the singer would say like, you know, this is not a concept album. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I don't know if I would feel that it is one. Um, but I do feel like they, uh, were very good at like putting it together. Um, and it flows in a way that, um, cause some records, especially if you think about, uh, punk records, like, some records uh you know it's kind of like a song and then a song and then a song and then a song and it works it does work as a unit but not really in a way where like um i'm trying to think of a another example maybe like uh like a one of brian eno's rock albums where i feel like that works as like an entire record Mm -hmm. um i feel like this in a similar way works as like like a full piece um so i do think they're kind of unique in that way where they kind of like, you know, I guess you could wonder if this is a, like, I think it's a punk record, but I also can see it being like, you know, it kind of like uh, incorporates other genres as well. I feel like, and I do feel like it is kind of like a unique piece of art as well. Um but it is interesting. I'd I'd be curious if a lot of people view it as like, this is a punk record, or this is a post-punk record, or this is a, you know, like punk influenced record, or this is, you know, like um drawing on punk influences, but doing something different. I mean, yeah, I feel like it could be described in many different ways, which I think is also part of its appeal. Yeah. Yeah. And I would definitely have a hard time putting it in a genre. Not that that's something I'm, you know, necessarily good at anyway, but but the parts of it that you think are punk, what makes mm-hmm. it, what makes it punk? Cause I'm, yeah, I'm not clear on how punk this album is. There's like I okay. said, there's a lot of really 
you know, like when I think of punk, I kind of think of like fast, short songs and a lot of, and there's a lot of energy here, but yeah, it's a different kind of energy. And musically, there's just so much going on and it's really complex. Right, right. I think part of it is that it comes from, uh, so this, I believe everyone in this band is from the Olympia um, and Seattle area. Um, and I think that uh, as far as I know, um, you know, I'm no expert, but I know the shows that they would play locally, um, like they definitely come from like the, mu- the you know, the, the punk and like, I would say punk and indie scenes in those areas and definitely played with a lot of punk bands as well. Um, I think for their sound, to me, it feels very punk because it still has this kind of, uh, it has this kind of like aggression in it that I think is, um, it's different. It's not like, you know, um, a typical punk kind of aggression, but I think it is in there. And I think, um, but they're also playing with uh, other influences mixed in. Um, and I don't even know if I know what those are. Um, but I I like that it, it has this, like, a lot of punk music to me has this kind of, like, uh, like urgency. And I feel like it is very urgent sounding. And it is... Um, again, I go back to the interruption description where I feel like it does interrupt space. It kind of commands attention. Um, and then you decide whether you want to pay attention or not. And I think, um, a lot of punk music does that for me. Um, a lot of hardcore music does that for me where I feel like it does have this quality, um, that, uh, yeah, it's almost kind of like commanding your attention a little bit in like a good way. <laughs> yeah, no, it does that for sure. Uh, how do you feel or or does this does this album uh, influence your work in any way? Um, I I would say it has. Um, to what extent? I don't even know if I'm totally sure of. Um, but I feel like almost anything that you listen to a lot you're going to be influenced by, I would think. Um, it's like I, I've i gotten into so many different records and go through phases of listening to them a ton and then not listening to them. And this is a record that I feel like I will pull out um, every once in a while and listen to it. And I still want to listen to the whole thing. And again, it's that whole, you know, it's not like, like, oh, I like this record, but I really like these songs on it. And I want to just hear these songs. Like, I feel like this record, when I pull it out, like, or if I listen to it in my car, I just, I want to hear the whole thing. Um, and that also kind of keeps drawing me back to it. Hmm. Yeah, no, it make, makes sense that just, yeah, there's maybe some osmosis that goes on there. Uh, yeah. When you listen to something so much. Uh, well, I do want to get to, uh, the longest album and you also alluded to playing with another band and so everything you've got going on right now, I want to make sure that we get to that. But before we do anything uh, about the album that uh, people should know that they don't know yet. Um, that's a good question. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a real creative album. I think it, you know, it was noticed by people, but also 
I think it is kind of like unknown to a lot of people. And I think it would be of interest to a lot of people um, if they heard it. Um, I do think that they, uh, yeah, put on a great live performance. Um, and I do think their other work records are really worth listening to as well because their record after this, um, I looked it up, it is a total of one hour and 14 minutes. And it gets, uh, if you want to talk about um, like songs like um, Plastic World Number Six, it gets even more heavily into that kind of world and it gets a lot more experimental. And that's the other thing is I feel like with this record, I can hear them starting to experiment more so than their previous record. And then their next record, which ended up being a double LP, um, it makes a lot of sense to me, like the progression of the two albums. Um, so so that record, that double record is called Yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I highly recommend listening to all of it because I think it's a really creative and interesting uh like almost just like you know continuing process of like writing records and what they ended up sounding like oh very cool well you know i i sort of hesitated to compare this album to other things uh because you mm-hmm. know every band is its own band every you know album is its own thing uh but i couldn't help making a comparison with um with this band and, and unwound and not all only because hmm. they were out of Olympia, yeah. but um, also the, the, it took me a long time to kind of get unwound. And okay. I was into getting into, you know, going back to like 2020 and I kind of, what I call like going down the, the Pacific Northwest or the Portland, uh, you know, music rabbit hole. And so you know, I was listening to, you know, Slater Kinney and quasi and you know, a bunch of other mm-hmm. bands. So I just thought, well, you know, I need to, I need to, become familiar with unwound too but it really it, it took a while but it was kind of a similar thing where it's like well some of this sounds kind of ugly but there's some cool stuff in here and that led me to listening to it more and more and then it, it stopped being ugly and just started being great Okay, I was I had a point here. I was going somewhere with this. Oh, so with your description of yellow, I thought, well, that's the way you describe that to me is sort of the way I would describe Unwound's transition into Leaves Turn Inside You. Because mm. that was for them sort of experimental. So I don't know if that's a, a an analogy that works at all, but Yeah, I could I could see that to an extent. I I've never thought about that comparison, but it's interesting. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like when your sound like changes, not necessarily fully, but it involves into like uh, another beast, if you want to say, <laughs> like, it, it, you know, it becomes like uh, something else. Um, yeah, I can definitely see the comparison there for sure. All right. Well, I got to check out Yellow then because I love Yeah, leaves, you should. So. You should. It's, re- <laughs> it's really great. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious uh, what you thought of that after listening to this um, and whether you would like it more or like it less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Cool. 
Well, uh, yeah, I got, got my work cut out for, cut out for me with that. But, uh, yeah, it's been a real journey just with, with, uh, with television, man. And I'm really, I was really glad you picked it, even though I'd never even heard of the band before. And like I said, the first couple of listens were really trying for me, uh, if for no other reason, and it was really rewarding on its own, but if for no other reason to get introduced to another Olympia band, cause like I said, that's been awesome. kind of my, my three year long rabbit hole now. So, uh, good to get a, a bonus band to learn about there. So, uh, well, let's, uh, talk about longings and a new album, uh, dreams in red. And it was kind of interesting too, for me to kind of listen to that album side by side with television, man. Cause I did hear some overlap in terms of, to use your word, the urgency, uh, mm-hmm. but also just a much cleaner sound. Definitely one that was much more accessible for me. I think it's a great album. Really liked it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, but um, I want to make sure I've got my facts right or I'm doing the math right or whatever. But were there eight years between the the debut album and Dreams in Red? Was it was it that long of a uh, of a break in between? Was it eight years? Um, ooh, I'm gonna have to think about this for a second. I think there's a good chance it might have been at least seven or eight years. Yeah. Um, because this one was also recorded uh, a few years ago and didn't actually come out until this year. Um, part of that was definitely uh, like the start of the pandemic kind of slowing things down a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I think there might have been seven or eight years in between. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of folks that are on here and they have new albums out. I mean, that's, that's obviously a very common story. 2022 and 2023 is things got delayed because of COVID, but yeah, this seemed like maybe a little bit longer than that, but, um, but uh, no, like I said, really enjoy the album a lot. And uh, have you been touring with it or are there plans or are you staying, uh, you know, here in Western mass or what's, what's the, the plan, the next thing for longings coming up? Yeah, um, I think we've discussed, um, the only thing we've really discussed so far right now is um, possibly doing some record release shows, um, those of which uh, we have not completely planned yet. Um, We're kind of trying to, um, the band hasn't been super active recently, so we're kind of uh, trying to get back into the mode of practicing. And yeah, our, I think our goal is to do some record release shows and then kind of see where we go from there. <laughs> okay. And definitely would love to, you know, work on some new songs, hopefully do another release at some point, um, which would be really great. Yeah, it absolutely would. And yeah, what else do you have going on? So you alluded to playing with some other bands. Uh, what, yeah, what else is going on musically for you or, or artistically? Sure. Um, so I I also do vocals in a hardcore band called Corrode. Um, and that's the band that just recently um played in New York when I mentioned uh uh you know hearing uh Naomi Punk and listening to it on the <laughs> way to New York. Um so yeah, uh Corrode is a bit more of an active band currently. Um, so that's one of the projects I'm doing right now. Um and yeah, I would say Corrode's the main uh, 
band that's active at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, Longings uh, will hopefully be playing some shows uh, not too far into the future. Um, and artistically, um, I uh, I do like some different uh, printmaking, like I make zines. Um, I do some printmaking on t-shirts. Uh, I've been trying to just stay active with art and music in general, um, kind of just doing things here and there as I can. Okay. Okay. Uh, I got one more uh, question for you, sort of related. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm relatively new to Western Mass, moved here a couple years ago. Uh, have not gotten out too much. Uh, I've gone to you know a few shows locally, but uh, for me or anybody else listening who who is in this region, uh, what should we be checking out? Like any shows coming up, or just any venues that are particularly uh, great venues to go see a show, or you know wh- whatever. If you were you know tour guide, uh, or do you recommend <laughs> that people check out? Uh, yeah, I know um, it's interesting because right now, so for a long time, I was volunteering at a place called the. Um, the flywheel, uh, which is in East Hampton. Um, it had a space, um, it had two different spaces over the years. It currently does not have a space, but the collective has still been booking shows, um, from, you know, every now and again. So I would definitely recommend the flywheel shows that are at assorted venues and places at the moment. Um, there is a place called 10 forward in Greenfield that does a ton of shows. Um, you've got, Marigold Theater in East Hampton. Um, there's some house shows that are happening. I know for like uh, other options, there's uh, the Drake and Amherst has been booking some shows. Um, there's a place that I just got tickets to um, to see Kurt Vile um, at the Tree House. I believe it's in Deerfield. Oh wow! Um, okay. I've never I've never been there before, um, but I know they had like like i think they've done a couple of shows already um so there are like a ton of places um that people are playing in this area um there's also hookies in westfield that does a ton of great local shows um and uh it's also a great restaurant um that's run by um a friend so yeah highly recommend all of this stuff okay all right well i got it I'll, while I'm editing, I'll need to make a list of, of all this uh, and hopefully it'll be helpful to, to some other folks too. So, uh, well, Megan, you got a lot going on here and uh, want to make sure that people can keep up with you and want to make sure uh, also people get the, the spelling right for uh, you know various places to, to find you. So, for example, you're on Instagram, but Miner does have a, an extra I in it. So it's M, uh, M-I-N-I-O-R on Instagram. And yep. then uh, you've got a Bandcamp page for longings, longings.bandcamp.com. And then you've got your own website, uh, meganminer.com, with the extra I in it, uh, where uh, I've checked that out. So some of your, your artwork is there, uh, album covers that you've done, including yeah. for longings. Uh, so cool stuff there. So anything that I've left out or other information that people should have to keep up with what you're you're working on? Um, I think I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... Um, <laughs> I also, uh, it was kind of a funny thing, but I also have a, um, like a more art Instagram, um, which is a static underscore frame underscore. Um, a while back I decided I would have a 
private personal account and a public in- art account. And now I'm wondering why I have two accounts, but that one <laughs> is focused on art and music and other things that I'm doing. So if you have interest in that, um, yeah, that one is available. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'll make sure to list that in the notes with all the others. And you made me feel better because I also have two uh, separate accounts, uh, at least on Twitter slash X. I don't know for how much longer, uh, but I'm on there at Al Melchior BB. Uh, but then for just show specific stuff, uh, it's at Yumi Album. And so there's at Yumi Album accounts on, as I said, Twitter. Uh, I have to not keep this because I've got a couple of new ones. I'm on Threads now and... Um, and also there's a new new one uh, for me uh, on Blue Sky. So uh, I'm at almelchior.bsky.social on Blue Sky. That's brand new in the last couple of days. So uh, all that is is out there. I think I mentioned Instagram too, at Yumi Album on Instagram. If I didn't mention it, uh, make sure to, to follow, follow one or more of the at Yumi Album accounts to keep up with who's going to be on the show and also what album we're going to be talking about in case you want to be prepared ahead of time. So uh, I think that does it for me. So Megan, thank you so much for, uh, again, taking time out. Thank you for getting me deeper down that Olympia music rabbit hole. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I wish you the best of luck with uh, longings and, and, uh, and everything else. And uh, again, thanks for stopping by. Great. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. And uh, thank you all for stopping by as well. So uh, I will be back again in a week's time with uh, another guest and another album. So until then, everybody, please do take care. And uh, of course, listen to some great music. Music.